following audio is from Deering Christian Church. Join us Sunday mornings at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. All right, here we go. We are called to come to light. The call is to come to the light. Jesus was and is the source of light. Uh, John, and you're gonna, he's going to shoot that text up there. We're using ESV today. Uh, I have my text on my tablet here, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying something different today. It's been a while. Uh, John 3, 19 through 21 says, And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and the people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. You know, anytime I build anything, I take a nail, and I, and I stand it up, and I'm terrible at this. I don't know if it's because I hold it wrong, because I just pick up the wrong nail. It's like I bend every single nail. And sometimes that's how I feel, like a bent nail, you know? Like, why, why is there this bent about me? Why, why? selfishness and sin. We're all a little bent. We're all a little bent. Jesus was and is the source of light and he's called us to him because he knew that. And I want you to know this morning that God loves you, that God is for you, that God will forgive you God wants to comfort you. He wants to give you hope. God meets you where you're at. You don't, have to, you don't have to clean up or shape up or show up. God meets you where you're at. God can renew and restore. God can renew and restore. Jesus is calling us to him. He's calling us to him. The light is calling us to him. Second, we're called to respond to the light. We're called to respond to the light. We don't just get a, get, get a little exposure of the light, okay? And, and okay, I'm good. I got, I got a little light exposure. You know I'm doing all right. Our God embraces and transforms. Our God embraces and transforms. He's called us to respond to the light. It's not just that we acknowledge that he exists, we have to respond to him. And there's a big difference there, church. John 1:12 says, "But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God." Children of God are those who respond. They're not worthy. They don't earn it. They've merely responded to it. Those who believe, confess, repent, surrender themselves to the Lord through baptism, they are called children of God. I'm grateful for that grafting. I'm grateful for that invitation into the family, into the kingdom. Today I want you to know that if this is a decision that you need to make, 
if this is a decision, you've never really received this. You've heard of it, and you've shelved it. You showed up sometime, and you're like, I just, uh, and shelved it. Don't leave here without talking about that. That's one of the reasons that we're here. There's nothing that we would rather talk to you and pray with you about. The baptistry is warm, somewhat, maybe, I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> right? I'll get in there with it cold, I don't care. But we're called to respond. At the end of the service, the way we close our service down, most of you know, every week, it's just this, this invitation to, hey, if you've got something that you want to talk about, don't leave. Don't leave. There's no time better than to talk about it right now. Why would you leave? Don't make a secret with God. Make a confession to God publicly. God, I want your grace in my life. I want to be transformed by you. I want to be restored. I want to be called child of God. That's what I want. Receive it, church. Don't shelf it. Don't walk out and shelf it. third thing is we're called to be transformed by light. Light should transform. We're called to be transformed by light. Ephesians 5.8 says, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are in light. Now you are in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Like there should be a difference, Right? There should be a difference. I should walk into the gas station. I should probably make different purchases than I made previously. There should be a difference. I should carry on and conduct myself with other people in a different way. There should be a difference. The things I do in my idle time, there should be a difference. The purpose and direction that I'm living my life for, there should be a difference. There should be a transformation that's happening. Every day. And some of it might have happened when the line was drawn. I do believe. I do confess. I do repent. I'm going to live that out daily. And I do want to die. Die to myself. Through baptism. Be raised, covered by your blood. I want that. God wants to mess us up in a beautiful way, church. And I say mess us up because sometimes when God is poking and prodding on the inside, it kind of feels like that, right? He wants us to be transformed and different in the world. Different motives, different purpose, different focus, different desires. Children of light will be and should be different than, than the rest of the world. They're different. As the light transforms you. First John 1, 5 through 7 says this is a message that we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him but we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
Praise Jesus for that, right? Do I look different than the world? Am I living with different motives, purpose, focus, and desires than the world around me? Or have I just acknowledged that there's a gap? There's a difference. Am I thoughtful about what I drink, use, and do? Am I thoughtful about that? Am I, am I forcing myself to go out into the scary world and make friends? For some, that's difficult. Am I thoughtful about what I say and how I treat others? Am I living ethically, hardworking, and trusting God with my job, my career, my business? Am I serving my spouse or am I bartering with them for what I want? Am I taking time to check in on my friends, those that I say are my friends and that I care about? Am I reading and studying my Bible and spending time with other Christians? I should look different than the world. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Fourth, we're called to be reflectors of light. Reflectors of light. I got a bad ditch. When you turn into my house, there's one side that the culvert's really, really close. I can't tell you how many cars are in that. When we used to pack it in for life group there, I was always like, oh man. No, no, nobody at life group ever pulled in there. But I'll tell you what, there's some kids that got hung up and they're like teeter-tottering on two wheels. And it's like, dude, you're not getting out of there, okay? Like, this is, this, you got a problem. So I stuck a reflector in there, and that sucker has been hit, I don't know how many times, I don't even know where the thing's at right now, you know? What I know is, when that reflector's there, people can see what's going on, nobody ends up in that ditch. Help me reflectors of life. It's the main point of what Jamie preached through last week, that we're called to be reflectors of life. John 9, 5, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. That was Jesus speaking. Interesting thing, he says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus returned to heaven. He entrusted the church. He entrusted the Christians. You be light. Me be light. Lampsedo, the Greek for let your light shine, it's really kind of an imperative meaning there. This is a command, right? Do. Do this. This is not optional. Be light. Be light. Paul said in Philippians uh, 2 14 through 16, he says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Hold fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Just for a few minutes, I, I want to just focus on the SEK, okay? 
I just want to focus on just this area. Focus on Montgomery County. Focus on Coffeyville. Focus on Independence, Caney, Cherryville, Havana. I want to focus on these areas right here, just, just for a moment. Here's some information that, that I, can't, I can't let this information go. And I don't know how you couldn't either. City data shows, and the most recent stats I could find, around 99 churches in the county. Around 99 churches, that's a lot of churches, right? Probably more than there needs to be. Some of them, I, I don't, I, 99 churches in the county. Population about 32,000 right now, something like that, give or take. I just rounded, so it was just zeros there. 32,000-ish. Slightly over half the population when polled. I don't know how they do that, okay? I might have been polled. I don't even know. I don't know how this data, they come up with this data. Slightly over half the population when polled, however, did not claim to believe in God. In Montgomery County, in southeast Kansas, about half of the population when polled said they don't believe in God. claimed to be born-again Christians. 28%. Here's the kicker. That means when I go into a gas station, 50% of the people, they don't have the Lord. That's what that means. Roughly 50% of the people when I go into a gas station don't have a relationship with the Lord. You understand what that means, church? It means they're not living with that hope in their life. That means when they punch the time clock and they check out, that their life will be lived in separation completely from God. Scripture calls that hell. So is it important that we be a light? Yeah. Yeah. It's important that we be a light. That number is growing in our area right now. That's the problem. How could that be? Well, my brain can only think of one thing. No one's really moving in, right? People are slowly moving out. How could that number be growing when people are moving out? It's simple for my brain. Parents are not raising their kids to know the Lord. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? How else could that number be growing? We're not raising our children to know the Lord. Here's my concern. I don't think as a whole the church's influence is being felt in our area. I I really don't. I think there's some pockets of light. I think there are some things that are happening from time to time. But as a whole, I don't know if the influence of the church is really being felt in our area. And that's a problem. And that's why we say every week, be a light. Be a light. Because 50% of the world that you're getting ready to come in contact with doesn't know the Lord. They're not living with any hope.
Being a light is really simple. It, it really is. But it's important that we begin to understand that it's not something that we go do. I don't sign up to go be a light and serve in a nursery. I don't sign up to go be a light and work on a house somewhere or go, go help with a food bank somewhere. I don't go do. I be. I am the light. The light is in me. I be the light all the time. It's not something I do on a, on a nice afternoon when it's nice outside. I'm going to go do some light today. No, I am the light all the time. That's the charge. That's the command. Be the light. Be the light. For me, it's pretty simple. First of all, we've got to own it. We've got to own it. Are you a Christian or not? That's the question. That's the question I've got to ask myself. Am I, am I a Christian or not? I gotta own this. I gotta own it. Am I living for the Lord or am I not? There's a difference between acknowledging and knowing. Owning it is producing evidence, okay? Evidence. What's the difference? How are. Are you different than the world? Do you smell different? Do you look different? You should be different. I'm a Christian, nice to meet you. You're different. I know. Want to be different too? Let your light shine before man. You either do or you don't, right? Secondly, share it. Share it. What's God done in your life? Stop setting on that information. People need that. People need to know what God has done and is doing in your life. That's letting your light shine, your testimony, your story, what God has delivered you and brought you through, what God has done in your marriage, the forgiveness God has shown you. You know where you've been, and I'm not telling you to air out stuff and, and, and cause, you know, but maybe I am. Maybe it's the keys that are going to unlock some stuff for somebody else when they see this is real. This is what God's doing in your life. The things that we're convicted to do, that we go and live them out. And then we say, God, this is what God has been convicting me to do. He's been convicting me to serve like this. You know, here's the truth. We've been, we've been inviting for, for almost in a week, a year now. Every single week. Hey, we as a church, we as a leadership, we want, we want to encourage you every single week to pray, God, what do you want me to do with my time, talents, and resources? And as you're praying that, we want to encourage you to share that with us. I can tell you that hardly anyone has shared anything about, hey, I'm really feeling like God, this is what God's wanting me to do right now. And so I don't know if that's because we're not praying about those things, and I'm not trying to drop a hammer here or anything, but at some point, we've got to make sure that as we look at the word, that we're embracing, are we being light? Are we praying for that? I know it's terribly scary, right? But it's also terribly tragic if 50% of the world that we're getting ready to come in contact when we leave here go to hell because people didn't share Jesus with them. I know it's rough, but there's a reason that we, that we stay focused and say that each week. Because the world's going to hell without Jesus. This little light of mine, right? Am I going to let it shine? 
and we're going to put a basket over it so nobody can see it. When I share, I remove the basket. And people begin to see the light inside of me and my life. But I have to be willing to share what God has done and what God is doing in my life. I have to be willing to share. We've got to be it. When we be it, I, when we be it, this is when we find like our eternal kingdom purpose in life, right? When we be it. When we just go and just be the light. When we be the light, when we are using our time, talents, and resources, and we're going out and we're just being light, like we're living for eternal purpose that really, really matters. That really matters. It's making a difference. It's giving people hope when I share Jesus with them. I can't think of nothing more impactful that we could do with our time, with our lives. Light of the world, city on a hill, lamp on a stand. That's what we're called to be, right? Light of the world, city on a hill, lamp on a stand. The light of the world, the light of the world lights up cities. Is the, is the lit up cities. The lit up cities are individual homes and businesses. The lights in those homes and businesses are the faithful followers of Christ who have placed their lamp on the stains in their homes. Is that us? Is that us? So where does my ministry start? Because I know sometimes it's like, I, I don't even know where to even start. I don't even know what to do. I want my home and my business to be a light. Here's some very, very practical things, okay? Men, 1 Peter 3, 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives and understand, in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they... Uh, our heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Man, there's a great, that's a great area to start right there. Show her her value. There's a great place to start. Ladies, Titus 2, 3 through 5. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to, live, uh, to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may be revealed. Be busy at home, not out and about. Be busy at home. Guard. Beware. Be busy at home. Dads, Ephesians 6.4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Exasperate. It's another word for provoke, provoke, exasperate. It means push their buttons. Guys, we, we can't push their buttons. When we do that, uh, I, I want you to know, we crush our little girls and we turn our little boys into little angry monsters that somebody else's little girls are going to have to deal with someday there's a place we can start. Kids. Any kids in the room? A few kids? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first command with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long 
in the Lord. Obey what is heard and listen. Really listen. Really, 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 really listen and obey what is heard. We have to lock into our place in life. Wherever your place is right now, lock into it, examine it, examine scripture and see what it says for you to begin there, in that place. 